0: The great UCLA teams dominate at home. What are we talking about? Let's talk about it on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody, it's your favorite host. It's Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, with Locked On UCLA. Thanks for tuning in here to this edition of Locked On UCLA. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, where you can get all your Locked On UCLA coverage on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. It's for free. And thanks for making it your first listen each and every day. Sorry about the new episode on Valentine's Day. I was too busy getting pooped on by a bird. True story. In the meantime, let's get locked and loaded because this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On, the number one sportsbook in America. Go check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. In the meantime, UCLA has a fairly easy week this week for Mick Cronin and the Bruins, where they get to take on the Bay Area schools, potentially for the last time at home. I believe the rumblings have it, they might play at home next year. But whatever it is, depending on the scheduling for the next season, UCLA gets Stanford and Cal, and with all the movement and conference realignment, we don't really know how many more times the Bruins and Cardinal and the Cardinal and the Golden Bears of Cal will face off. Most importantly, UCLA has what would we what we would think would be a fairly easy week at home against Stanford and then Cal, where the Bruins are undefeated at Pauley Pavilion, which is important based on the tease Because I saw Ben Bolt's tweet, who's been doing a little bit some crunching, some digging, and looking. Hey, who were their best UCLA teams? What have they done when they've made it when they've had an unbeaten season at Pauley Pavilion? Well I believe he last tweeted saying the Bruins have not been unbeaten at home you can look at their schedule since the 2006 2007 season and if you remember UCLA made it to a final four 10 times the Bruins have been unbeaten in Pauley Pavilion seven of those resulted in national championships two of those have been final four appearance, appearances and the other one a middling finish back in the pack eight. So good teams, good Bruin teams, are very solid regardless of the home support which the Bruins have gotten this year. They dominate at home, and you can argue that the home schedule has been fairly easy, but either way, the Bruins still have to play Stanford, Cal, and the two Arizona schools, and that's where the Bruins beat SC at home this season. So here we are as the Bruins look to have their first unbeaten campaign at home in nearly 16 years against the Stanford team who the Bruins already took care of once, considering... They beat them 80 to 66. We're up 21 at the end of the first half, the last time these two teams played. And that was right when the Bruins started off unbeaten. Pac 12 play had that weird Thursday, Saturday, Sunday against Stanford on the road, against Oregon at home. Now they flip them back to back. And Stanford's a tough team considering they are positive scoring, right? They score more than they give up. And yet they're three games under 500 and four games under 500 in the Pac 12. And then you're going to play Cal team, who we'll get into, who was one of the worst teams this season alongside Louisville in the country in college basketball. You can also throw in other teams in there, but between two power conference teams, Cal and whoever else you want to put besides Louisville, that's where you're sitting there at the bottom of the barrel in terms of college basketball teams this season. So this is an easy week, one would think, for UCLA considering Stanford. All right, they've already handled them once, but the Cardinal are coming off of a home win, 88-79, against Arizona, where the Bruins, as I've been teasing, have had their toughest road game remaining at Oregon, came away with flying colors, and, you know, we're up double digits late, made it a single-digit game. The Bruins able to come back, when it 8 nothing. Jaime Hawkes Jr., the Bruins, continuing to rack up awards. I believe Mari Bailey, Pac-12 Freshman of the Week, Jaime Hawkes, another Pac-12 Player of the Week award. Those awards continue to stack up for the Bruins as UCLA heads into what will be an intriguing matchup where UCLA should not, in these next two games, albeit conference play, should not, against Cal and Stanford, have a game within 15 points. They beat the Cardinal by 14, and then the Saturday matchup will be the first matchup against Cal, which can be a little weird, but it will be their first matchup against Cal this season. So what are you trying to figure out? This is, again, a Stanford team that is coming off their biggest win of the season, potentially playing for their coach's coaching you know, contract at Stanford. He's been there quite a few years, hasn't even taken them to the tournament at all. And yet, what did Stanford do against Arizona, who is a top-four-ranked team, where the Bruins are now, in a dominant nine-point win where they trailed up half to beat the Wildcats? Well, despite Arizona getting some hot three-point shooting from Courtney Ramey, They kept their big players, like Umar Balo, Kirk Kreese, Azulis Debelis, in check. Debelis was in foul trouble. Kreese was in foul trouble. Henderson Jr. in foul trouble. Almost everybody was in foul trouble. So the key to success for the Cardinal was they hit their threes. They were timely when they got to the line and hit the majority of them. And they shot 61%. And they were able to get some points with a total of every single one of their starting five getting into double figures. So if Stanford gets hot and shoots well, the Bruins could be in some trouble. But with their defensive tenacity, the Bruins should make this an easy matchup. Remember, UCLA was up by as many as 21, 22, 23 points, I believe, against Stanford. And then the Cardinal made it on a quick run in the second half of that game and found themselves in um in within a single digits before the Cardinal got a little closer at the end and the Bruins closed it out and eventually won by 14 where UCLA got that win 80-66 to in December, led by Jame Hawkins' 27 points. Mari Bailey had 19, but 7 turnovers, 19 points. And then Tiger Campbell had 17, and other than Singleton's 9, nobody else really made an impact. For the Bruins, they sit here sitting pretty, but you don't want to take too much, take Stanford too lightly, considering they're coming off a big win, You can only think maybe a letdown, right, as the Cardinal have won three of their last five, beating Cal, winning at Utah, but losing at Colorado, losing closely to Arizona State. This is a game the Bruins, with the later start time on a Thursday night, nationally televised, maybe you get a little lulled to sleep. We'll see how the crowd rises for the Cardinal coming in. The Bruins, in this matchup, should win this. I've seen Stanford in person. They shot extremely well, which is why the Bruins have to be careful in case they bring their sh- hot streak coming in from home from Maple's Pavilion over the weekend. But the Bruins should not be afraid of this Stanford matchup going on. Again, good Bruins teams over the history of UCLA's storied college basketball history. They win and get the job done at home. We'll tell you about a little bit more of the Stanford game. We'll tell you a little bit more about Cal, and then we'll detail some UCLA softball after we tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook because we're excited here with FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. There's a no-sweat first bet for all new customers, and you can get up to $1,000 with FanDuel. That's bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Again, FanDuel Sportsbook app, it is a safe, secure, easy app to use. All you have to do is get your no sweat first bet $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. To learn more, get that no sweat first bet and make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of Locked On and the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Moving on, second segment. So let's quickly get to those keys for UCLA-Stanford. One, the Bruins have to run the Cardinal off the three-point line. Normally, they're not a great three-point shooting team, but if they are, the Bruins have to make sure they take care of the basketball considering the first time they played the Cardinal, UCLA turned it over 16 times, still forced more Stanford turnovers, but the Bruins turned it over 16 times. So run the Cardinal off the three-point shot, and they'll rely heavily with the Cardinal on their starting five, generally with Spencer Jones, but it was Michael O'Connell who got the job done for the Cardinal against Arizona, and then stay out of foul trouble. That's speaking to a Dambona. That's speaking to Jalen Clark in case he gets a little too handsy a couple of plays early, gets whistled for a couple of fouls, and has to sit on the bench. UCLA run the Cardinal off the three-point line, stay out of foul trouble, which is what Stanford used to come from behind to beat Arizona at home and put up nearly 90 points against Arizona, where UCLA could not, in a true road environment, though, put up and muster up even 60 points against the Wildcats, if you remember in that big game in the middle of the day in January. So run the Cardinal off. Only one player, Spencer Jones, averages 10 or more points throughout the entirety of the season, which is what made Stanford's performance Saturday against Arizona possibly an outlier. You don't want to make them repeat it twice in a row, so the Bruins should win this game by 15. We'll react to it and talk about it later in this week. But now, kind of moving over to Cal, who sits here 3-22, albeit all three of their wins at home, 2-12 in Pac-12 play. Who would have thought it? They beat Stanford by 22 and then went and beat Colorado. Remember, Colorado beat Tennessee. Stanford just beat Arizona. So some weird wins, albeit conference play against your bitter rival, and maybe a team sleeping like Colorado who gave UCLA some fits, it'll be the only matchup this season between the Bruins and the Golden Bears. California, led by Devin Askew, Lars Theman, those two average about double figures per game, and Theman has about six rebounds per game. So for the Bruins, most importantly, you don't want to take the Golden Bears lightly. For Cal, they have almost 70 more turnovers given up Then they have forced against their opponents. So for the Bruins, they must run after the Golden Bears and make sure: hey, do not let themselves get in. Do not let teams get back in. And as in terms of Askew, he hasn't played since January. So for the Bruins, you're focusing on Lars Thieman and more. So don't mind my miscue there with Askew. Hasn't played in a few weeks. But most importantly, here's the point. Here's the point for the Bruins against the Golden Bears. You've got to force the turnovers against Cal. Again, they're without their leading score. Misread that. Askew, who has not played since January against one Oregon State, the junior from Sacramento, who played at modern day High School. Cal will turn it over. Thiemann has 50 turnovers himself. Askew, when he played his 13 games, had 37 turnovers. That's on pace for close to, like... 13 turnovers per game. Excuse me, not 13. That's three turnovers individually per game. For Themen, that's about two turnovers per game. So this is a Cal team. They'll cough the basketball up. They'll give it to you. And that's pretty much the one key. For the Bruins, you come out, you play clean basketball, it should be looking like non-conference play. It should be looking like what they did to Oregon State. You force turnovers, even in that one matchup, and the Bruins should hold the Golden Bears to less than 50 points, maybe low 40s and turn them over, and even if the Bruins aren't shooting well, should turn that into a scoring frenzy in the paint, fast break points, easy points, whatever it is, UCLA has to come out and play with some tenacity against the Golden Bears, who, you know, let's face it, they're one of the worst teams in college basketball. The Bruins should not lose to them, even if it's their only matchup this season. Don't want to give them any bragging rights against Paul at home in Pauley Pavilion. So again, Stanford will provide itself to be an interesting matchup, run them off the three-point line, and most importantly for Cal, Askew has not been around. Theman's kind of a bit of a turnover machine. You can go up and down the lineup. They have 334 turnovers coming into this week before they play USC. They have only forced 263, so that number is so close, close to, 30, close to 70 turnovers difference where teams have had almost 30 more steals, they get more blocks, the Bruins just have to come out and find ways to get steals, and they should run off, run the Golden Bears off the floor. That is as simple as it gets. You play your regular Bruin defense, this isn't a game where Cal should even be on the floor. Name should be named. It should be a 20-point blowout at the minimum against Cal. And the Bruins, it won't exactly be movement week. You saw that Saturday. You saw SC go down. You saw Arizona go down. You've seen Utah been faltering lately. Arizona State having to, although, fight against Cal in overtime they did come away with the win this is a week where ucla won't get impressed be impressive other teams around the country might have more big win games big name value games where you're going to be like oh how did the bruins win two games and get bumped down this is that type of week where if ucla only wins one of these games by eight points and another one by 15 you could see the bruins fall back down in the rankings Uh, even in bracketology by one joe linardi you could say hey he has them as a two seed. Other places could have them as a one seed in the West. Either way, the Bruins sit here. It won't be one of the most impressive weeks in terms of a resume building. It Won't even be a quad one. Won't even be a quad two against two teams under five hundred from their own state at home. It's not going to be a resume booster. It can be a resume killer. That's why the Bruins have to dominate and impress with the eye test here for the Bruins. But. There's not much to talk about. We'll talk about that. We're gonna we'll talk some UCLA baseball. We'll preview that. We'll talk a little bit more football at the end of the week, as we already talked about the defensive coordinator. But as we transition into the end of locked on UCLA, we will talk about some UCLA softball because as they head into Clearwater, as they head into Florida, in that Clearwater invitational against Nebraska, Alabama, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Louisiana Louisiana, most of those teams come in ranked in the top 25 in the preseason poll. First weekend of play in the Stacy Winsburg and the lone game against Liberty. UCLA 7-0, only giving up a total of five runs through their first seven games. Pitching was good. A total of four run vo- run rule victories. But an interesting close one against Cal State Fullerton for Kelly Inouye-Perez's squad. And then you have San Diego, the walk-off home run by Maya Brady ironically enough on Super Bowl Sunday whatever it is if you missed it somehow don't know my Brady and Tom Brady are related and then Liberty the Bruins had to eke out a victory against the Flames 3 to 2 where the Flames despite being down to nothing came back to tie it and the Bruins had to win it in the fifth and against San Diego despite run ruling them in the early morning the Bruins having to come from behind down to nothing late and beating the Toreros in 5 to 2 fashion so Quite honestly, while Cal State Fullerton in that season opening when the Bruins had to get those late runs in the 5th and the 6th, they're a power in the Big West. I wouldn't say it was an impressive opening weekend for UCLA. We all have to see how these mid-majors play out from LMU to San Diego, Liberty with teams number one aces versus number twos. But Maya Brady stood out, obviously, with the big hits, everything coming out for UCLA. But looking at that first weekend of play, Maya Brady sitting there going 13 for 19, and with a batting average of 684, Savannah Pola hitting 500, Woolery, its a bit of a tongue twister, Jordan Woolery hitting 471, you can hear Kennedy Powell, you hear some of these players, the freshmen, the veterans, Charlize Palacios, the Bruins coming through and getting them to play well in the opening weekend. But that's just the hitting, most of these players, between Grant, Powell, Woolery, Pola, and Brady. Those are just five players hitting over 300 in the first weekend. And that's not even your Oklahomas, your Florida State, your Alabamas, who can be very good, who can be overrated. But we'll see how the Bruins are in the first weekend, nine home runs for them coming from Maya Brady. So it might be a one-woman wrecking crew for UCLA this season. We hope not. Pitching-wise, Brooke Yanez comes through 1 0 in two starts, three appearances. Did not give up an earned run, 16 Ks to one walk and seven hits in just under 11 innings pitched. Megan Frymo had 21 innings, five hits, two earned runs, 38 Ks to two walks. Hurry area after the first week is 0.67. So 0.67 as the Bruins look in their pitchers, not giving, issuing free passes, 61 strikeouts. To five walks. Completely from Taylor Tinsley, who threw a no-hitter. Lauren Shaw, who did start one game, got a win as well. The Bruins are coming away with victories. While they were diversifying who was pitching against who, it's the bats. We'll have to see who can crack that starting lineup and give the Bruins a solid one through nine. All the way from the outfield to the defensive player, infield, outfield catcher. The Bruins have to fill some veteran key holes. From the opening weekend, considering they're losing a lot from last year, we already discussed it in our preview, who is going to step up for UCLA moving forward? The Clearwater Invitational will be a true test for the Bruins who came in preseason ranked number two, just under and right behind Oklahoma. Is this a wide open year? Just like kind of like college basketball is, both on the men's and the women's side, Where college sports with the NIL and everything. Is that making more of an equal battle from the top? to the middle of the pack, to the bottom? Or is it just a a case of UCLA opening weekend, excited, playing at home, and then just trying to diversify the lineup? We'll find out all those things after this Clearwater Invitational. But the Bruins, Maya Brady, superstar of the making, almost hitting 700 out to the first week with four home runs, 14 RBIs, 25 total bases, got on base a total of 19 times, in the first weekend with 13 runs scored. So every time you can say she got a hit, basically scored a run. More importantly, probably drove in some runs. In the meantime, the walk-off bomb against the Toreros probably should go see that highlight even more and more. The Bruins come away with the 7-0 start. Not the most impressive, but this will be the weekend test. They're in Florida, and they got to get ready to go beat down some of the top-tier contenders from the other parts of the country for Kelly Inouye-Perez's squad. In the meantime, that's going to do it here For us at Locked On UCLA, we're excited. All the sports meshing at once. We're going to do baseball preview. We'll talk basketball after UCLA hopefully beats the Stanford Cardinal in dominant kick-your-butt fashion and everything in between. And we'll talk UCLA football and talk about their move with the Big Ten as the Pac-12 struggles to get a TV deal. We'll talk about all that here on Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, signing off. Go Check out Locked On College Basketball. Get those brackets ready across the nation. And get your hands up, Bruins fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see UCLA, fight, fight, fight. Let's go. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.